New Hope Outreach Ministries, making a difference by taking the gospel from word to action. And now, today's message. God is good. Amen. One is Sunday, maybe when Jocelyn get up there, she don't know, but we can just let her speak. Just surprise her. Surprise, surprise, surprise. And then if she can't do it, then Jenny will be her backup. That means you got to be ready. Can't get ready. You got to be ready by the grace of God. So God is doing great things, whatever. Health-wise, we're doing good, and so we just continue to um, working on some things. God continue to improve some things and just continue to uh, do great things by the grace of God. And I, as a result of that, um, that's why I'm here. Because had it not been for God, we would not be here today, and I know that. But God got great plans for us by the grace of God, and we want to fulfill those plans, and, and that's, our, that's our intention is to do that. Amen. Um, we had a good men's me- um, fellowship yesterday, and we thank God for the for the brothers, and we miss Brother Tony. So um, I know Samantha does as well. So uh, she she said what? What did she say? Yeah, yeah. She, I know she's been crying and all that good stuff. And, and giving out that cloth and ashes, and, and so she's happy. But but we really appreciate her and, and all the good stuff that God is doing in our life, whatever. And the most important thing is not giving up, um, giving up on the faith and continue to, you know, to hold fast and to stand fast and, and things in which God is teaching us or whatever. Um, now we're getting an opportunity not only to trust God, but also we're getting an opportunity now to believe and to examine what we know about God. Amen? And that's very important. You know, um, a lot of people say, you know, I got this, I know this, I know that, or whatever. And that is great. That's wonderful. But the most important thing, you can get an opportunity at some point in your life, look at your neighbors at some point, to be able to put forth and to be able to uh, share and let others see really what you know and what you think. Amen? And so, and that's why it's so important as far as church is concerned. Church is different today than it was 20 years ago. The things that's going on in churches today is a whole lot different. Um, most of the things we do, a, a vast majority of the things that goes on in church today are not, are not God-led, but man-led. And as a result of that, it has changed people the way they think and the way they view God. Um, I remember years ago there was certain things you, you wouldn't do when it comes to church or whatever. Now, I'm not saying all that is bad, but I'm not saying all of it is good either. But you have to be able to sort through what is good and what is bad so you don't get caught up in the bad things and end up um, going in the wrong direction that God wants you to go. Because he wants you to do some great things. And that's why I've been, been teaching and sharing with you about examining your faith right now. That's why it's important because really what you believe and what you think will determine really what you do in life, really, by the grace of God. Um, And that's why it's important really to be able to evaluate what you know and what you think now. Because if um, God wants us to not only to know him, but he also wants us to seek him by the grace of God. And that's why it's important now is really to learn how to seek God for yourself. It's good to stand on mom's faith, the preacher's faith, and all those other people's faith, but it's it's even better to be able to stand on your own faith by the grace of God and to know. And this morning I'm going to be sharing with you about what makes things impossible. What makes things impossible, really? Because I believe you go over there to the book um, book of Luke, I think Luke, the seven, um, 18th chapter. Let's turn over there right quick, if you will. Luke, the 18th chapter. Luke made a statement. You know, he was a physician, and, 
you know, he's very detailed, and, and it's something he said in the word by the grace of God. Jesus was, was with him when he said it. With Luke when he, he well, Jesus was with Luke when he said this. He said in the 18th chapter in the verse 28, verse 27, verse 27. And he said, the things which are impossible, look at your neighbor and say impossible. Impossible. With man, but look what it also said that with man are, are possible with God. Now this right here is saying a lot. What seems impossible to man are possible with God. That means things can happen, um, can be made mention of, does not mean it's going to happen to you or happen to them or whatever. Because the outcome can be changed by the grace of God. And see, and that's, and that's a good idea and it's a good thought, but you have to know that. You have to know that because there's so many people say, well, you know, God can't do this, God can't do that, God can't do this, and all that good stuff. And many of us have heard that term before. But what you got to do, you got to change that way of thinking and get that way of thinking out of your heart because just because it happened to them, look at your neighbors and them, does not mean the same thing can happen to you unless you do the same thing they're doing or whatever, whatever. And if it does happen to you by the grace um, unfortunately, whatever, you, it still can be turned around. Things still can change. And, you know, and just because where you grew up, just because your age, just because of this, that, and the other, it seems impossible to man. People will tell you, say, well, ain't no way in the world that, that will happen or whatever. That's not necessarily true. Not necessarily true to you because it can change by the grace of God. And, but the point of it is we have to know this. And we're living in a time where sickness and illness is a, is a growing epidemic now. I mean, people are dealing with all types of stuff. Uh, um, just like a few, few months ago, we were dealing with the pandemic as far as the, uh, uh, all the viruses and all that stuff like that. And the stigma was that it can happen to everybody. But see, the point of it is what, what people fail to realize, your DNA is not the same as mine. Your body chemistry is not the same as mine. And so what, what may happen to them does not necessarily mean the same thing going to happen to you, if you believe, if you believe, if you believe God. And that's why it's so important when it comes to church. You can go to church every Sunday um, and be faithful in church and, you know, work in the church. And do all types of great things in the church. But that does not mean that you have the, you have the faith that you need to be a productive Christian in the church. You've seen some people, man, they, I mean, they're in church every time the church door is open, which is great. I'm not, I'm not saying that that's a bad thing. But if you're going to go to church, if you're going to attend church, if you're going to say you love God, then you got to change the way you think and the way you present yourself and doing things for God. Because there's a, there's a lot of problems that people have or whatever, and they think it's, it's the devil. It's not the devil. It's the way they think. You can change your life today by the way you think. And that's why a lot of people say, well, why this won't change? Why that won't change? Well, you got to change your thinking. You got to change the way you think. If you're always thinking negative things and whatever, it's just like someone to give you a compliment. Um, say that dress look nice today on you. Someone else will come along and say, man, that, that dress is a little short on you, isn't it? That's a negative comment. Why can't we just say it look nice and agree with it that it's nice and go on? But it's that some people deal in the negative or whatever. And you got to get to the point that when all bad things happen to you are not necessarily negative things. There can be some good things by the grace of God. All the situations that have happened in your life over the years by, uh, by the grace of God have not all been negative, but we'll learn some from them. 
we can, and we're becoming better because of the fact of the things we learn, whatever. And, and guess what Jesus said? Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will feel no evil. Because why? Because you are with me. Anything you go through, anything you deal with, anything you come in contact with, you got to remember, God is with you. He's going to help you get through that situation or whatever. But if our minds are telling us, nah, man, we're doomed. There's no way. It happened to them. It's going to happen to us as well. Not necessarily true. What does scripture say? What seems impossible to man are possible with God. All things are possible if we what? If we just believe by the grace of God. In the book of, in the book of Luke, Luke the 15th chapter, um, there was two sons, you know, it always talk about, you know, lost corn and the, uh, and the, the two lost sons or whatever. Both, basically, both of them were lost. One of them was just, just was very open with his, and the other one was very, very subdued with his, with his doing or whatever. But in, the, uh, but in the church, your thinking, your life should be changing. Amen? It shouldn't be changing for the worse. But it should be changing for the better by the grace of God. And if it's not changing for the better, then you got to go back and look at, look at what you're thinking. What, do, what are you meditating on? What are you focusing on every day? What are you reading? What type of stuff do you keep before your face every day? What are the things that you, who are the people you're talking to every day? What type of people are you talking to every day? Are you really, are you being a hearer of the word? Are you being a doer of the word? When God points things out to you about what is right and what is wrong in your life, are you making adjustments? Are you just looking at it just like a highway, like a road, just running over it, just a bump, and just keep going? Are you making changes? And see, when God brings something to your attention about what you're thinking and what you're doing, that's not just a good idea. He's bringing that to your attention so you can make some changes because some other thing down the road going to come up that this right, this situation changing change you in this situation can help you further down the road by the grace of God. And that's why it's important really to look at what you think or whatever. Um, people know Jesus can heal. They believe that Jesus can heal. But many don't believe that Jesus can heal them. And, and he can. Why do they think like that? It's because of the way they think. Somehow or another, I was, um, Hilda was talking to someone not too long ago, and they need to have surgery on a, on a rotator cuff uh, and a shoulder. And for whatever reason, it's amazing to me how when you get ready to, to walk in some real crucial situation that you really need some advice on, that you really need to do, and how the, how the enemy was sending along someone else along the way and, and start sharing all these negative things about this situation. But anyway, so she was talking to this person about the, about the operation and everything. And, uh, and about, about a month ago, they were fired up, ready to go. And I think it's getting closer to the time of their, the operation, that they need to get this operation. And all of a sudden, within the last week, heck on this person out of nowhere. said, man, I tell you what, you probably don't want to do that. That's not good. That's going to happen. That's going to happen. And then to impact the situation even worse, he got on the Internet and started reading about all the negative things that can happen. And today what he's saying, I think was last night, he was saying, look, I got to do this for three months. I got to do that for three hours. It don't necessarily mean you got to do that for three months. That's what they're saying. But if you believe it's going to take three months, guess what? It'll be three months and then some. But the fact of the matter, my point is this, you can't allow negative thoughts to come in and cause you to make some bad decision or whatever. And that's why it's important, it's important that you know the, the voice of God when he's talking to you. Well, you know, Pastor John can tell you different things, but guess what? God can tell you something entirely different. And anytime God tells you something different, what I'm telling you, you need to do what God's telling you to do. Don't do what I tell, I'm telling you to do. My advice is good. My advice may be good for many situations. But in this situation, 
You may not need to listen to Pastor John. You need to listen to the Holy Spirit, which is going to lead you and guide you into all truth. And, and the way we think is the way we see things. If we see things in a negative way or whatever, all of a sudden, our attitude is going to become negative. That's why it's important. It's just like some people look at people in the church. A lot of people go to church every Sunday. It's just a bunch of hypocrites. That's the way they see it. That's the way they view it. They don't think it's important. But Jesus said in the book of John, the book of Matthew, the sixth chapter, he said, do what? Seek ye first. He didn't say wash the car. He didn't say clean the house. He said, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and everything else going to be added to you. And, and people today got the mindset, I can do whatever I want to do, when I want to do it, the way I want to do it, and there's no repercussion. But if you read the news and listen to the news, if people have been in, have been in church and listened to the word of God, many lives have been, would, have been, would not have been lost. They were not in the right place. They were not doing the things they need to do. And that's why it's important is to listen to the Holy Spirit when he's telling you to do things and do it his way. Because if you don't, you pay now or you pay later. And just like this particular individual, he may not want to do the surgery now, but guess what? And everything that he was told about the, the surgery, everything he was shared about the surgery was all negative. Uh, all negative. So that's not happening. And Cole, one thing, he even brought up the facts that if I go through, and go through anesthesia, guess what? I may not wake up. And I was telling Hilda, I said, I heard Hilda was talking to him. I said, look, you need to tell them before they have their surgery, they need to make sure that stuff is straight between them and God. Because so as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. And many times we just override things because someone else told us to override it. But if you're not ready, then you need to seek God and wait until you are ready by the grace of God. And God going to never tell you to do anything. If it fails, and what you're doing, if it fails and you say God told you to do it, I can assure you it wasn't God. It wasn't God. God didn't tell you to do it. Didn't tell you to do whatever you plan to do, whatever. And that's why, that's why the devil loves us to do that, get caught up in a catch-22 situation. While God will tell us not to do it, or he may tell us to do it, and we just do just the opposite. And then something crazy come out of the situation, then guess who we blame? We blame God. Well, God, you're, <laughs> you're the one that caused it. No, I didn't cause it. You just didn't listen to what I was telling you by the grace of God. And, the, and just because you attend church, don't make everything go, it don't mean that everything going to go well for you all the time. We're going to miss it. But when you do miss it, don't justify you missing it. Tell God, say, God, I realize I missed it. I need to get it straight and move on. You heard people say, well, if I've done you wrong, you know what you've done. You know that you mistreated that person. Ain't no such thing if I've done you wrong or mistreated you. You know what you've done. Ask God, say, God, I repent. I change. And I want something done in my, my particular life by the grace of God so it can be changed. In the book of Luke, you, you heard about the two sons. The one son, the one son wanted his, his inheritance divided by the grace of God. And so he, he decided to get his inheritance divided. And the father gave it to him. And this is the thing about God is this. He's not going to hold you back from doing things, even if it's wrong. He'll let you do it. But you have to deal with the consequences. Don't go back and blame him later and say, you know what, God, you, you caused me to do this. You got a free will. You got a free mind. You can make your own decision. Just like you can make bad decisions, you also have the ability to make good decisions. It's just like, like a, a person that's on, um, on drugs or whatever, that's a, uh, have some type of addiction. Just because you have that addiction don't mean you have to live with that addiction. You heard me say this last Sunday, if you, if you was not born with it, you don't have to live with it. But a lot of people get locked in their mindset, well, you know, mama was like this, daddy was like this, everybody in my family was like this, so I guess I'm going to be like this too. No, that's the wrong way to think. 
you can come out of that. It's not does not matter where you was raised. It does not matter where you grew up at. It's, it's a matter of how you think or where you are right now. And you can come out of that situation by the grace of God. And so, so the oldest son, he said he was a good Christian, loved God, was doing everything he needed to do for, for God, working in the church like a lot of people do. But he still had some, some weird thoughts in his mind about God and about the things of God. In the book of Luke, Luke chapter 15 and verse 21, I'm reading from the King James. He said, and the son said unto, uh, said unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven, and in thy sight I am no more worthy to be called thy son. Now this is the younger son that's saying this. Just because you've sinned, just because you missed it, does not mean you have to continue to keep missing it. He does not, and see, in the way we feel, we try to make God think the way we think. His ways are not like our ways, nor his thoughts are not, are not like our thoughts. But they can be if we walk in righteousness with him. Our thoughts can be that way. Just the way God thinks, we can think the same way. But this young man here, he fell and said, guess what? I missed it. I'm no longer to be called. Be called your son. Because guess what? I don't feel that way. Just because you don't feel a certain way don't mean that God thinking that same way. God will always love you. He will always be there for you by the grace of God. But we have to be the ones that say, you know what? God, you're right, and I'm wrong. And then in the Amplified Version, it says this. The son said unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in your sight. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Now, if he don't feel like he's a son, if he don't think like he's a son, quite naturally, he's not going to act like that, like he's a son. And most likely, he's not going to feel comfortable going to God and asking God for forgiveness by the grace of God. But then again, hers, the oldest son, is just the opposite. He feels he's working in the church, working for God, working for the kingdom of God, doing all the right thing. He's good to go. Everything is, is, is good with him. Until, look at your neighbors, until. Until the youngest son, the, um, the father decides to bless the younger son. And when people get blessed, that's when a lot of feelings come out of a lot of people. That's when friendship changes. When, when you sort of like get a good job and a great job, the thought should be, man, I'm happy for you. That's great that you have moved on, that you're no longer doing that, but now you're doing this and how God has blessed you. But some people, instead of getting excited, they get jealous about it. They get upset about it. Now, should the older son got upset because the father wanted to do something great for the younger son? Because he was coming back, he came back to reality and realize that the father had all these, all these great things in store for him, he should have been thankful. But guess what? He took the wrong approach because of his thinking. Even though he was in the church working and serving, but he still had bad thoughts. And those thoughts, whatever, caused him not to be able to walk in love. There was a lot of jealousy there, whatever. And, and God just don't want you to believe anything. He don't want you to believe anything. People say, well, I can believe what I want to believe. Yeah, you can. That's true. But God doesn't want you to do that. Go to the book of John, 1 John chapter 4 and verse 1. What makes things impossible to believe? It's the way you see it. The way you look at it. The way you approach it, the situation. It makes it difficult for you to believe. Just like sitting in a chair is easy to do, um, being healed is the same thing can apply. But it all depends on how you look at it. It said here said in the book of John, Beloved, do not put faith in every spirit. You can't listen to everything that comes by. You can't allow your ear to be, a, uh, be a open 
just like a trash can. Because people always want to put something in your ear, talk to you about certain things, whatever. But prove or test the spirit to discover whether they proceed from God, whether it's of God or not. Because if that person is telling you something, if that person is trying to give you some advice, that advice in which they're sharing with you should, should line up with the word of God. If it does not line up with the word of God, guess what? You don't, you don't want to accept that. That's not good. And that's why I say, well, you know, I believe I can do what I want to do. That's not good to believe and think that way because what happened is this. You get a point, you, you reach a point in your life where you would do just that. Do whatever you want to do it, do do it the way you want to do it, and, and life goes on. And you still expect to have a good life, but it don't work that way. You have to do things, but you want to do it the way God said do it. And when you do it the way God said do it, guess what? It'll work every time. It's about, and look in verse 10 in the book of Timothy. Timothy chapter, uh, chapter 3 and verse 14 and, and 17. He said, but you should continue to follow, continue following the teaching that you learn. It's time to get, to throw away all the junk, to clean out your life, clean out all that stuff that's not working and, and bring stuff into your life that will work by the grace of God. That's going to cause you to be successful. Change your attitudes or whatever about the way you approach things, the way you see things, the way you do things or whatever. If we can make these little small changes, they can help us to move into a greater relationship with even with God. Because these are the things really than the book of Lamentations said, it's the little foxes that spoils the vine. Not always the big things, but the little things that sometimes trips us up and gets up, get us caught up and things we shouldn't be caught up in by the grace of God. And that's why it's important for us to, us to do. And that Paul is telling Timothy, said, but you should continue following the teaching you learn. Now, if you have not been taught good teaching, then what you need to do? <laughs> you need to find what good teaching is, start reading it, start meditating on it, and applying it. If you do that, a lot of the problems that you're having right now will probably go away. Because some of the teaching I know for a fact, I can speak for, speak for myself, wasn't good teaching growing up. It was good advice, but it wasn't good teaching. But if I had lived and saw, like, follow some of the things I was taught and growing up, I wouldn't probably be where I am today. So I had to discard all that stuff that was no good and bring forth the stuff that I needed so I can be able to move forward by the grace of God. It's important. And see, and Paul was a great mentor to Timothy. And then you want to make sure that the person that is sharing these things with you is really a good friend. A good friend is not going to share you stuff that's going to bring you doom and good. Like this young lady was talking to this young man about the surgery. That was not the type of advice that he should be following. The advice that he should be following, someone that has already been through what he's going through, getting ready to go through, listen to what they're saying, and being able to do and apply the good things that they're saying to him. But if you don't believe you're not going to wake up, chances are you may not wake up. As we said earlier, so as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. And, and the thing about that is this. We have to be able to look at what's going on in our life to be able to make some necessary changes. Now look at the prodigal son. Let's look at the oldest brother's problems. He was in church. He was in a good place where he should be getting good teaching. Amen? If the things that you're getting and learning is not changing your life, then you need to evaluate it, examine it, and make sure. It shouldn't cause you to get better, bitter. It should cause you to get better by the grace of God. One thing about the oldest son, he had a works mentality. He believed by working, that was going to earn his way. Doing all the right things, going to church every Sunday, you know, and all the great things like that. That's going to cause you to find favor with God. 
So that means if you did all these wonderful things, if you got into a situation, God's supposed to. He's obligated to deliver you because you're doing all the right things. But not necessarily so. If anybody's going to be blessed in the church, it should be me. If God's going to do great things for them, he shouldn't be doing great things for them. They shouldn't have this, the same thing I have. Because I serve you every day, God. I pray seven, day, seven times a day. I read my Bible most of all day. So, God, I'm good. So, now, why are you going to take what, you, what you're giving him, what you're giving, what you be giving me, and you're going to give to him? I don't think it's fair, God. This again, what seems impossible to man is not impossible to God. But your thinking is this. It does not matter who God blessed, long as God blessed them. But if you don't have the right thinking, that's not gonna that's not gonna rest well with you. It's not gonna rest well with you. His beliefs about God was wrong. Point number two: His beliefs about God was was wrong. His beliefs about God was wrong. Number one was worksman mentality. He had a works mentality. He felt that he could earn his way. You can't earn your way with God. Nothing you can do can earn your way with God. All of us, all of our righteousness as a fifth of rags when it comes to God. You can't earn your way. If, if we could earn our way to salvation, then many of us would have been left out, especially me. I, I could not afford it by the grace of God. But he had a works mentality, and not only that, but also he had the wrong thinking when it came to God. And see, and that's why it's important is to know, to know the word. You know what to do, how to think, what to think, put you in place your thinking on, and what to think, uh, think on by the grace of God. And when we do that, when our beliefs are wrong, it will reflect in our action or whatever. You got people in the church that are very jealous of each other. Very jealous. You got people in the church, unfortunately, they're more concerned about who gave what than they are salvation for another person or whatever. I remember years ago we was in this particular church, and I shared this with you, and I shared again. This one young lady, she, was, uh, she wasn't considered to be one of the respectable young lady in the neighborhood. And so uh, we finally convinced her that she should go to church. And so and one Sunday we went by the house and, and picked up, and we took her to church. Now, you would think that the church would be the place that would openly accept her. But instead of their accepting her, they was complaining, the ladies in the church was complaining upset because she was not wearing stockings. But what they didn't realize, the girl didn't have any money. She can't afford stocking. You would have thought they'd been open, open on, but that's the way they think. In other words, you have to dress. If you don't dress a certain way, guess what? You're not going to go to heaven. You got, you got some denominations right now believe all music in church is devil music. You shouldn't, you shouldn't listen to certain types of music. There should be no music at all in church. Because I had a, a dentist one time that was very, we became real close friends. And he told me, he said, Brother John, I'll come to your church, but I can't, I can't come and listen to that devil worship music. That's the way he thought. Someone had told him it was bad. Someone had preached to him that music in church was bad. And the Bible said in the book of uh, Psalms, Make a joyful noise unto the Lord. The symbols and all that stuff. What happened to all that stuff? But the way you think will prevent you from being able to experience a lot of things from God. It's the way you think. He's thinking about God, so guess what? Only people should be blessed are people like me. People like him don't need to be blessed. They need to be taken behind the house and beaten or you know, whatever. But that's not the way you think or whatever. You should rejoice when a person that's 
They've been on drugs. They've been on alcohol or whatever. And, you know, in the church, we're going to have them. When we was out on Artist Street, we have a lot of these people. A lot of these people used to come to church. And a lot of people didn't like it because they smell like alcohol. Well, that's, what, that's who they are. They're an alcoholic. They're coming and get some help. So they're looking for a hands up, not a hands down, by the grace of God. They're looking to be helped. But, but people, some, some people don't, don't accept those type of people. If you're not dressed right, if you're not wearing the right attire, if it's not the way they see it, then it's not right. And most of the time, they're dead wrong because of what they believe, by the grace of God. He had a belief that only people, only certain people, point number three, only certain people deserve God's best. You don't deserve it if you don't do things the way God, if you, in other words, I'm the role model per se. You got to look like me, talk like me, walk like me, and act like me. If you do that, then, then you're good to go. Absolutely. And you got some leaders. Don't believe if you're not given a certain amount of money, you can't serve in the church, in a certain position in the church. They believe that. And certain people, they won't. Even though that particular person that has a little money, even though they can't afford to do some of the stuff that everybody else is doing, but they're good people. But they're being overlooked, or being categorized because of their financial situation. Can't do that. Can't look at people like that. But all has to do with your way of thinking. And when you think like that, you end up acting like that. And so when he heard all the noise that was being made when he was in the field or whatever and was invited, he was invited even to attend this celebration. He said, I'm not going in there with them. There are certain people right now, if you don't believe like they believe, they will not attend your church. I don't care how good of friends we are. Because that's the way they believe. That's what they've been taught. Does that make it right? No, it don't. But you don't realize the people that you can come in contact can be a great help to you. That job that you're looking for, whatever, that, that former or that employer could be a member of that church. And you come to church and whatever fellowship, get to know each other, hey, it could be a win-win situation. But as long as you got this paradigm about, about them being in one place, the way you think, you, you're not going to attend church because of the way they think. Well, what does Jesus say? What is the prerequisite of being saved? We confess with our mouth and believe in our heart, the Lord Jesus Christ, we should be saved. All this other stuff has nothing to do with salvation. But people... Believe that they have made a doctrine out of it and it had alienated people from being able to fellowship with one another. That's why people don't fellowship with each other. If you don't do it the way they do it, guess what? <laughs> you can't come up in here. And that's not where you want to be. And that's not the way you want to think. Whosoever will, in the book of John, James, and John said what? Jesus said, Whosoever will, do what? Let them come. Don't worry about the heart. Don't worry about what they look like, what they smell like, and what they act like. Only thing you have to do is walk in love. That's the key. But these people cloud, they, they in love. Just like one, one group of people, they don't believe in the owner, but um, 144,000 going to enter into the kingdom. They believe that. They are part of this association, but when you ask them about it, they, they're not sure if they're part of that 144,000. Why in the world would you attend and be a part of something like that? It's because of the way people think. But they argue up and down with you when it comes to the Bible. 144,000 will be the ones going to make it. Well, all the rest of you might as well go home and go fishing, go picnicking. Because you're not going to make it. This is why the world, this is why the church is in such disarray right now. Because of the way people think. And because of the way they think, 
they, they begin to convince other people to think like them. You got a mind of your own. That's why the Bible said in the book of Philippians, let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. Your thoughts should be God's thoughts. Should not be the church thoughts. Not be the, the overseer's thoughts. Your thoughts should be like God's thoughts. By the grace of God. And when you get like that, guess what? It becomes a problem. Next point. He allowed negative thoughts to dominate his life. Negative thoughts. If you allow negative thoughts to dominate your life, I'm telling you, you're going to be a disappointed and hurt individual. And you're going to find out you're going to run, you're going to run people away from you instead of allowing them to come to you. Because regardless of what you've been told, what conversation comes up between you and that person, it's never going to be positive. Always going to be negative. And just like him, hey, not that I can't go into the celebration for my youngest brother. I'm choosing not to. I refuse to do it because of what he has done, because of who he is. I just don't believe in that. You don't have to believe in that. You can believe something different by the grace of God. <laughs> you don't have to worry about him changing out. And you can't change him anyway. You have to let God do the changing by the, by the grace of God. And see, and even though God had done many things for him, for the older brother, and had done many things for many people today, why the children of Israel couldn't get into the promised land? Why they couldn't get in there? Why they couldn't get there? And not because God could not take them there. Not because it was so far-fetched. Even God told them, said, look here, guys. I'm going to fight your, your, your Jebusites, your Hittites. I'm going to fight all these people for you. You're going to have to fight as well to help get these people out. But they just can't believe. And even God told them up front, said, look, when you leave here, leave Egypt, I'm not taking you any place. I'm taking you to a land that's flowing with milk and honey. He told them up front, promised land, I'm going to take you there. But why they couldn't get there? Why they couldn't believe the impossible possible? Go to the book of Hebrew, Hebrew chapter 3, verse 9. They couldn't get there because of what? Unbelief. They could not believe God can change. That's why some people today can come in church in a place, the church is a place, but look at your neighbors, a transformation. And that's why they don't believe that they can change. This word of God can change them. Go over there to the book of, uh, to the book of, uh, um, I believe, from First Peter, I mean, from First um, Timothy. Um, let me give it that right quick. First Peter, First um, Timothy, chapter, chapter three. God is good, Amen. What amazing God we serve. Let me get to the scripture right quick. Maybe first Timothy, let me see here. God always got good things in store for us by the grace of God. And he's constantly wanting to do some great things for us. And if we continue to follow him and allow him to, he would do those great things he had promised he would do for us. He would do them for us by the grace of God. And that's why it's important, really, is to listen to him and to follow him. And if we do that, guess what? It'll always work by the grace of God. 
It's uh, 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 16. That's why I like to give you guys scriptures. Because guess what? After service is over, you can go back and read all these scriptures and God can, can, can continue to minister to you. Still can get enlightenment. Look what it says here in, in, in chapter 3, 2 Timothy in verse 16. He said, all scripture. He said, all scripture is given by the inspiration of God. Definitely, we'll put that in there. Um, that's good right there. All scripture is given by God. And all scriptures is useful for what? For teaching. It can help you. And if you get the right things in you, I can assure you the right things will come out of you. Because just think about it. Look how God changed you as a result of his word. Listening to his word. Look how, look how he's changed you. And because he's changed you, in which people say, well, you know, there's no hope. You can't change. You won't change and all that good stuff. But God, God did, look at your neighbor and say, but God did it. He changed me. And guess what? And look what the change allowed you to become, the person he, he, allowed, he allowed you to, come, to become. And that's why it's so important, really, it's God's word how he can change us from, to be able to be the person that he wants you to be by the grace of God. That one scripture that I brought Fred we were looking at yesterday, um, Psalms um, 119 and verse 9. Turn to Psalm 119, verse 9. This is how you change. He said, Wherewith shall a young man cleanse his ways? How can he change? How he can get the negative stuff out of him? How he, can he change his beliefs and what he's thinking and what he's been taught? the wrong concepts that he have about life or whatever. And he can change that to getting, to becoming a better person or whatever. Because that's a lot of things, believe it or not, as a person, we don't even know about ourselves. But by being in the Word, it can show us things and can teach us things how to change by the grace of God. He said, a young man cleanses ways by taking heed, what? But taking heed thereto according to thy word. It's God's word and it's the one that changes you by the grace of God. And that's why people try to, try to change other people. That's why you heard me say many times, you can't change another person if they don't want to be changed. Only person, this is the only thing I know in life said that it can change you is God's word. Only thing can change you. And people still trying to, people still believe they can change another person. <laughs> and that's why so many today are so frustrated, so upset, because guess what? You can't do that by the grace of God. And how can you really get all these negative things out of your mind? How can you get them out of your mind? You go to the book of Philippians. Philippians chapter chapter 4 and verse verse 5 and 8. This is very important. This right here is teaching you not only to get rid of those negative thoughts, negative ideas and things that you believe, but this is teaching you also what you to think on what to focus on, what to keep your mind on. And in Philippians chapter 4 and verse um, chapter 4 and verse 5 it said, let every one of you see that you are gentle and kind. These are things that we can do. We can exemplify if we got the right thoughts in our minds. Do we have to go from from zero to 100, just because someone says something to us we don't like? No. We don't have to. We can do just the opposite based upon what we believe. 
If you believe that you got to uh, resolve conflict by fighting, every time you get into a situation, what you going to do? You're going to end up fighting. Because that's the way you believe you, that's the way to resolve conflict. Listen to me. It don't resolve conflict. It creates more conflict. Create more animosity and hate, resentment, bitterness. That's what it does when you don't listen to God. And the Lord is coming soon. He said, don't worry about anything. Don't worry about anything. But pray and ask God for everything you need. God changed my way of, of looking at things. Changed my perception of people. Changed my perception of family. Changed my perception the way I look at myself. That's why some people, you got some good looking people today in the world. Looks very nice, appearance wise. But because they have such a negative view about themselves, that's the way they dress. That's the way they present themselves. Like they're hopeless or whatever. Instead of putting on something, instead of, because I remember we had some friends of ours that um, you guys met them some years ago. But um, the lady herself came out of uh, came out of the denomination that they didn't believe in makeup. They thought makeup was of the devil. Called Je that's a Jezebel spirit. And I beg the pardon for them. Some makeup can help some people. And that was a situation, it was a true situation. It was one, one church down in, I um, believe it was down in um, Sylacauga, Alabama, where the, where the preacher was really hardcore, dominating or whatever. It's probably some out of the neck of the woods or whatever, but I won't go into no name. And he wanted the, the people to dress up in sackcloth and ashes, basically. And come to find out, he was out running around with someone just the opposite. Makeup, short dress, the whole nine yards. It's the way you think, I'm telling you. And people think that that type of stuff is okay. It's not okay. But this particular friend of ours, and she was, uh, she, never wore, she never wore makeup until she got around Hilda and started some of that, that old denominational teaching and dogmatic teaching and whatever uh, if, if a woman can't wear pants. If a woman wore pants, that's of the devil. It's the way people think. And that's what they taught people. And people embraced that type of thinking. And as a result of that, because some things, some job require you to wear pants. Can't wear, walk around with a miniskirt on. You can't do that. You can do it, but it's not proper and it's not right. But that's the way some people, and people have embraced this type of thinking, and today they still teach the Can you imagine your young, uh, young daughter coming up in a world society with that type of thinking today? That's why men of them don't go to church. That's why they run from church. Well, you can't go to a movie. Well, you shouldn't go to any type of movie, but there's nothing wrong with going to a movie. If it's decent and everything is on the up and up, there's not a lot of profanity in the movie and stuff like that, you shouldn't attend things because you'll, you'll be in conscience about what you hear and what you're being taught. And then if you get the right things inside of you, the right things can come out of you. But this particular lady, she, did, she wore that, um, when she broke free, let me tell you, brothers and sisters, sister broke free. She started wearing makeup. She pulled all them, uh, old, them old long dresses off the whole night. She don't wear no miniskirt, don't get me wrong. She don't wear another. But she dressed like a beautiful young lady. It was almost like she had a makeover. But because of that way of thinking, that controlled way of thinking caused her to do a lot of stuff she was doing. Then Hilda had to help her learn what type of makeup to use. 
Her girlfriend would come in there sometimes. She would look like she was painting up. Because uh, she didn't understand the concept, well, you know, how to make it flow and all that stuff. She didn't understand that. And then when she got that down, it was on. It was on. I know it probably changed, changed the relationship between her husband as well. Not in a bad way, in a good way. She got more compliments then than she did before. Because she changed you, whatever, by the grace of God. He said, and then he goes on in the same scripture, he's still in the, in the, um, in the book of uh, Philippians. In verse 7, and because you belong to Christ Jesus, the God of peace will stand God over all what? All your thoughts and feelings. His peace can do, do far better than most human minds by the grace of God. So can you really change the way you think? Yes, you can. Do you have to think about negative things? No, you don't. As old Kendall Hagen said, a bird can fly over your head, but you'll have to let it make a nest there. You don't. You can change. And that's why you heard me say many times, and I can continue to keep saying it, we don't have a skin problem, we got a sin problem. And once we take care of the sin, the skin will take care of itself. I'm telling you. Look at kids. You take kids and put them out on the playground, they ain't concerned about what nationality you are and all that good stuff. They just, they just want to what? Play. Play and have fun. But all this other stuff, just like old Jacob Hooper said, criminals are not born criminals. They're homegrown. And that's the way they are. People that are doing what they're doing is because of the way they think. If you don't think that the church can help you, guess what? The church can't help you. You think attending church every now and then is okay? If you think that way, you go, that's what you're going to do. If you don't think it should be like um, Matthew 6, 33, says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, whatever. If you don't think that way, you're not going to do that. You're going to do just the opposite of what God say do. Not because of God. That's because of the way you think or whatever. You think being broke is fun? Guess what? You're going to always be broke. If you think the last, you, by being the last, you can stay the last. If you think that way, you always be last. When the Bible says the last should be first, and the first should be last. If you the, are you an employee on a job, and the opportunity come, becomes open for you to be the boss, guess what? If you think that you don't want to do that type of job or be in charge of other people, if you don't believe that, don't think you can handle that, guess what? You can continue to work for other people the rest of your life. It's all about what you think, I'm telling you. If you think you're going to fail, you're going to fail. How many times have you taken the exam, and many of you have, and you didn't feel comfortable about taking the exam? And even thought crossed your mind that you're going to fail the exam. Guess what when you took it? What happened? What happened? You failed that joker because guess what? You didn't believe you were going to pass it. <laughs> you didn't think you were going to pass it. Because you had heard other people say they flunked it. And you said, well, I go ahead and flunk it too. That's the way you think. You said, man, you know what? I'm going here. I'm going to ace this thing. No, I'm going, well, they, well, well Bill told me he flunked it, so I'm going to flunk it too, I guess. You're thinking. It's just thinking about what you think in your head by the grace of God. And the worldwide um, English translation of the same verses in verses, verses John, chapter 4 and verse 5 through 8. He said, let every one of you know that you think kindly of others before yourself. That's why sometimes people don't have many friends because they feel that they don't live up to their standards or whatever. You always think of other people first. Put others first. When you do that, guess what? 
they'll put you first by the grace of God. He said, the Lord is here. He said, do not worry about anything. Talk to God about everything. Thank him for what you have. Ask him for what you need by the grace of God. Then God will give you peace, a peace which is, is too wonderful to understand, which is true. If you think you're not going to be happy about it, well, this is going to be a bad trip. If you think that way, guess what? It's going to be a bad trip. If you got guests over and you don't think there's going to be enough food, chances are there probably won't be enough food. That's what you think. <laughs> well, and you can pray like Jesus did the, the two fish and the five loaves. Let's pray over it. God multiply. You have food and then some left over by the grace of God. It's all about how you think. What makes it impossible for you to, to think the way you think? Why is it impossible to think the way you think? Because of the way you think. And if you think the right thoughts by the grace of God, guess what? You end up making some good decisions by the grace of God. God says it is possible, whether you believe it or not, it's possible. And if you get in line with him by the grace of God, guess what? Things will happen for you. I'm telling you, it'll happen. It does not, it does not matter what they say or who said it. God said things are possible. It is possible. It does not matter what his position or her position is. They said it can be done. God said it is possible. It is possible. And you know what the, the what amazing thing about that is this? Most of the time when people tell us things about what's impossible, the Holy Spirit will come right along and tell you that that's not right. And let you know at that point. So you know what? They're telling you, giving you information, but don't believe that information. Don't hold that information because it's not true. If you think you're a loser, guess what you're going to be? You're going to walk around and be a loser. And all because of the way you think, by the grace of God. And you don't want to think like that. You heard the scripture in the, in, in the Old Testament. We're the head and we're not the tail. I'm above, I am above and not belief. Everything my hands touch it is prosper. That's not just a good confession, but that is something you got to believe. I'm not a loser. I'm a winner. I always find favor. God always blesses me. And when you begin to think like that, it does not matter what you wear when it comes to coming to church or whatever, as long as it's not provocative and indecent or whatever, indecent. It does not matter. But the most important thing, you're not giving your clothes to the Lord. You're giving your heart to the Lord. And that's a big difference by the grace of God. As we get ready to close out this morning, that's why the scripture said, what seemed, let's go to the scripture again over at the book of Luke. And lay our eyes on it. We've got to put our eyes on it again. This is a powerful scripture if you get it into your heart. Any situation you walk into, by the grace of God, guess what? You can, you will be an overcomer. 1827 Luke. And he said, the things, you know, he put emphasis on things. He said, the things, what? He said, the things which are impossible with men are possible with God because of the way you believe and the way you think. That's what makes it possible. It's what you believe and the way you think. What you believe 
and the way you think. What you believe and the way you think by the grace of God. And that's why when you get, when you encounter a situation that seems so big, the devil have told you and said, guess what? It's not going to work. If you believe that, guess what? It's not going to work. And it won't work for you. I don't care how hard you try. You can work 24 hours a day. It's not going to work if you believe that. But you believe that you can do all things through Christ, which strengthens you. Guess what? It'll work every time. You'll make everybody else look strange and look out of sort because guess what? They say it can't be done. And when they say it can't be done, they believe that what they're saying, is, what they're telling you is true. Because they have never seen a person that God had worked through have made it come to pass. But look at your neighbor and say, I'm the first. That he can work through me by the grace of God. And if you do that, guess what? And that's why, that's why we can't look at all the stuff that's going on in the world or what we see and what we hear. Because what we see and what we hear will cause us to start thinking bad things. No. In the book of Proverbs, it says, My rain shall rejoice for my heart think is right things. When you get your thinking straight, everything else is going to be straight by the grace of God. What make us believe? What make things impossible to believe? It's the way we think. Even though many of us are, are getting younger <laughs> by the grace of God, we're getting younger. We're feeling younger. Guess what? We don't have the age. You're, you heard people say it all the time. When you get a certain age, say, you know what? Well, you know that part of coming become that's part of uh, getting old. Guess what? It does not matter if you get old or not. God is good. Let us pray. Father, we thank you so much for this great day. And we bless you right now for what you're doing and what you're going to do, Father. And thank you, Lord, for teaching us the things that you're teaching us and sharing with us the things that, that you want us to know. Father, we're not here to bash and to beat down anyone, but, Father, to take a closer look at the things that we believe and we've heard from others that has been devastating to us, have kept us back from your blessings, O oh God. Father, we pray that the walls will come down, that we'll learn how to be able to, to seek your kingdom and your righteousness. And we thank you for this right now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Where God is good all the time.